Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on PowerElectronicsNews.com and through other as Pencor Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial, and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of PowerUp. In this episode, we will talk about electric vehicles and its charging stations. Electric vehicles are going mainstream as battery and power management technologies mature and electric vehicle charging infrastructure expands. Many nations around the world have made a commitment to outlaw the sale of petrol and diesel vehicles in the not-too-distant future. According to the World Economic Forum, 200 more or less million electric passenger vehicles will be on the road by 2030. With this rapid adoption of electric vehicles over the next decade, the demand for supporting technologies will continue to increase. The market is continuing its acceleration towards electrification under three aspects to consider energy storage, efficiency, and the infrastructure that is critical to mass market customer adoption, I mean charging stations. Today, we will talk about this topic with Thomas Michael Hogg and Gregorio Cappuccino. Thomas is the author of Profitable Growth Strategy, Seven Proven Best Practices from German Companies. He is a consultant and mentor with more than 20 years of market and work experience in Germany, Switzerland, USA and Mexico. Gregorio is an associate professor of electronics in the Department of Electronics, Computer Science and Systems at the University of Calabria. He is the co-founder of spin-off company of the same university specialized in charging stations for electric vehicles. Let's talk with Thomas and then Gregorio. Hi Thomas, thanks a lot uh, for coming on. Thanks a lot for having you in this uh, episode of Power Up. How are you? I'm fine. Many thanks, Maurice. It's great to talk to you and, and many thanks to for inviting me to your prominent show. Great. So the topic of today is electric vehicles. What's next for electric vehicles? So the market, the electric vehicle market has been growing dramatically for, for years. Uh, there are already plenty of electric and hybrid vehicles uh, available uh, in, in the market. The world is turning electric at a rapid pace, so electrification race. Electric transportation is uh, revolutionizing uh, mobility in a way that, that we had never seen before. So what is the current state of uh, the electric vehicle market, which are the main players? It's a mega trend or not saying a giga trend like the giga factories from Tesla. It's really a giga trend when we talk about sustainability and the sustainability needs and requirements of the market and the newer generations, right? When we talk about the different players, of course, we have to talk about Tesla and the vision of Elon Musk to really invest into this sector and not only investing into the sector for business, also to really have a purpose as a sustainable brand. And this is why I guess it's the biggest market player and one of the leader when it comes to electric vehicles. 
but also the traditional automaker brands like, of course, the German ones like Volkswagen with its key brand Audi. And, and they have a lot of success with their, especially with their e-tron model. But also the other ones like BMW, Mercedes are, and, and also Porsche are going into this market. And when we talk about the other countries, also the Japanese brands, Honda, Nissan, the US brands, Ford, General Motors. And there are some newer players from China, the Bit Company, and also Tata Motors from India. This is really interesting to see how this market is getting more and more competitive with new models. And I guess we will see a lot of dynamic or a really dynamic market in the future. So you are changing something that a lot of people have had stayed the same way in their life for a long time, just thinking about gasoline and electric car and for now for electric vehicle. So it's a little bit of a change in expectation. Do you think there are social and cultural barriers in accepting electric vehicles? Of course. I mean, now there is a more greener and more sustainable awareness of the people. So there are countries like Norway and like Switzerland, for example, and there's also about the purchasing power of, of these countries and, and the people living there where we can see how the people and especially the younger generations are buying more and more electric vehicles. But there are some barriers. Of course, when we talk about the vehicle costs, it, we have to see we need some cheaper models and we need some uh, also cheaper technologies that we can really say that in five to 10 years, we have more than 50% of all cars out there electric, right? So yes, there are some barriers. Maybe when we talk about the trend awareness, this is really going fast. Also, this is pushed from almost all the governments when we talk about Biden, when we talk about Merkel and Germany, they're investing a lot, especially in this electric market. And I guess we need some years, so especially about the price of the cars. The electric vehicle market still faces two significant challenges, cost, as you said, and driving range. Driving range is uh, considered to be the major trend for full electric vehicle adoption. One way to reduce cost and increase system efficiency is to integrate the powertrain from the semiconductor's point of view. The powertrain system of an uh, electric vehicle involves several solutions from onboard charger through the battery and its management system. Where should we push to reduce the cost? Yeah, first we have to see the technology and, and the performance of the cars are working out at an expected level, right? As you said, when we talk about driving ranges that has to be or have to be increased, also about the charging times and the whole charging infrastructure we're going to need in different countries. But of course, I mean, the power train system is really key there as well. And I guess a lot of people out there do not know that around 50% of the cost of an electric vehicle is concentrated on its powertrain. When we talk about there, we have to talk about the battery packs, uh, the, the inverters, the controllers, and all the components. We have to see this cost for these technologies and for these components has to go down in the next years that we can have much more accessible prices for the cars. But I think there's one really important topic, and this is about the aftermarket. So we need more aftermarket companies who are later interested in selling these systems and also the batteries, the powertrain system so that we can lower the prices in the next years. So increase the sales of uh, electric vehicles, but not only, I guess, is leading to an increase in the production of uh, rechargeable batteries each year. And many of, of the raw materials used uh, may soon run out. So how do we safely recycle the batteries that power e-cars and uh, so with acceptable cost? 
what is the future? What do you think? And that's really a good point, Mauricio, because I think the current electric vehicle batteries are really not designed to be recycled in the first place. I mean, this is a still process. I guess the governments are really taking a key role there and, and they have to take a key role there because they are kind of forcing and regulating this market and they should also that would we have a, a higher level of, of recycling in this market, right? So when we talk, China started over in 2018 to impose some rules to promote the reuse of the electric vehicle battery components and also the European Union and the United States are trying to force the company to advance in this recycling challenge. So I guess, first of all, we need some more regulations and forcing the companies to design the batteries to be recycled. So another challenge, I think, is going uh, to be our our infrastructure is going to, to have to change in terms of charging time. I mean, things like our electric grids having more charging stations. So what do you think? What uh, What's the, the situation? Yeah, as we see, there is a huge need for charging infrastructure in each country because, I mean, when we talk later about the requirements of the customers, I mean, they need it again. I mean, they want performance, but they want it at a fair price and also time is money and the resources which we need there in different countries, I guess. I mean, we are just beginning to setting up all this infrastructure. But again, when we see the adoption, I mean, of the electric cars, I mean, I guess this can be really fast. So I think in, in four to five years, we can really see a difference in the charging infrastructure in the more de- in the developed countries and step-by-step uh, step also in the bigger cities in the emerging economies. So uh, how long before wireless charging of electric vehicle batteries will become a reality? So whether it's through the, the road or solar panels on the vehicle or some other means? I guess, I mean, there that the technology has to be developed more in detail. I guess we're talking about, and it's difficult to make I mean, uh, an estimate, but uh, I guess the there we talk about 10 years, around 10 years, I guess, 10 to 15 years to, to develop a little bit more sophisticated and wireless charging systems that really can work out in the long term. Good. So we are in conclusion. My last question, what does the future of electric vehicles look like for you in the next 10, 20 years? As I said at the beginning, I mean, first of all, it's about the competitiveness and it's about for the different brands. It's not only about the solution, it's also about branding. So the market has of the different brands are really important. And I try to point out here that obviously some of the traditional brands, when I talk about, and I know a little bit more about the German brands, really when we talk about BMW, when we talk about Audi, I mean, they are really good positioning on when we talk about performance, when we talk about quality, obviously also Mercedes and and Porsche. And there, I guess, they have a kind of advantage at some traditional brands. And also because of their distribution network, they do already do have, the German brands are particularly really strong in the Asian market or in China. So this is what I see in the future, right? I mean, there's competition about the models and about the performance, but also it's about branding. But you need, really, you need a good distribution network. And then also you cannot uh, underestimate uh, each local market is different, right? I mean, when we talk about the legal conditions, when we talk there and about the competitor responses, when we talk about the states and General Motors and Ford, they also are trying to push into this market. So I guess it's all about the competitiveness and there is some uncertainty for these new brands. And at the end of the day, this is the, I mean, I guess the good news for the customers, right? If there is more competition, I guess we can see that pricing and uh, are going down and also there are different models which we can access and that more people can access this electrical vehicles, which is really a great trend again when we talk about sustainability. Good. Thank you, Thomas. It's been a pleasure to talk with you about uh, electric vehicle. Thank you. Many thanks. 
Hi, Gregorio. Thanks a lot for coming on. How are you? Oh, Mauricio, um, fine. Uh, thank you for the invitation. So the topic of today is uh, uh, electric vehicles and its uh, charging stations. But before going into details, tell me more about you. Please introduce yourself. Uh, so uh, my name is Gregorio Cappuccino. I'm a professor of, uh, at the University of Calabria, Italy. Um, my research interests are on battery management and smart charging for electric vehicles. And currently I teach classes in electronic devices for power supply and smart recharge. I'm also the CEO of Calbat, that is a company specialized in a smart charging solution for uh, uh, electric mobility. Uh, the company has been participated by NL Group, and thanks to uh, its um, innovative technology and products, Calbat has been selected among, uh, among the uh, 100 Italian excellence presented at the Paris Climate Change Conference. Uh, the world, as you know, is moving toward electric vehicles. So electrification race is uh, is going very fast. Tell me, what is the current state of the electric vehicle market? Uh, what are the news in terms of uh, market? Whether the world is ready to switch over to electric vehicles also depends on the cost. So what are the main drivers in terms of uh, uh, cost for electric vehicles? Uh, well, despite the COVID pandemic in 2020, the number of electric vehicles in circulation reached the threshold of uh, millions, uh, with an increase in registration about 43% more than the previous year. And uh, um, in this scenario, uh, Europe had the largest annual increase with about uh, 1.4 million of new registration. Um, China ranks second with 1.2 million. And in the USA, the absolute growth has been uh, just of uh, 295,000 of new electric cars. But even in the USA, the situation is developing. For example, after uh, the launch of uh, its new F-150 lighting Ford was uh, a resounding success and received more than uh, 120,000 of uh, pre-orders. Uh, moreover, COVID-19 recovery packages in many countries uh, um, focus uh, heavily on uh, EVs with a very significant acceleration towards transportation electrification. This is the reason uh, uh, major business consulting providers predict more or less 35 million of electric vehicles uh, uh, by 2030. Uh, this means a compounded annual growth rate of more than uh, 26%. That is a huge amount. And without that, uh, um, one of the factors that impacts on uh, EB diffusion is the cost. Uh, the reason uh, is that uh, uh, for uh, um, uh, for the, the, the Iger uh, electric vehicle purchase price, uh, in, um, compared with traditional car, is the high cost of the battery. Uh, just for example, to have an idea, for passenger medium segment cars, battery cost alone can account for up to one-third of the uh, total cost of the vehicle. In, clearly, in the case of uh, SUV, the powertrain accounts for a smaller share of the mm -hmm. total cost compared with the medium or, or a small car, but anyway, battery has a, a, a very high impact. Um, anyway, it is reasonable to expect the annulment of the price difference for uh, uh, passengers' vehicle, at least by more or less the end of the 20s. 
thanks to the reduction of battery price. My opinion is that price uh, difference will reduce even more rapidly uh, thanks to the introduction of some disruptive uh, innovation, for example, in battery pack integration in the vehicle frame, a solution that recently uh, developed uh, Tesla. Total charging energy demand for the electric vehicle population across China, Europe and the USA could grow dramatically from the next years, increasing from 20 billion kilowatt per hour to about 300 billion kilowatt per hour. This reflects the adoption of electric vehicles, total miles driven per year and the average kilowatt hours required per mile. While 300 billion kilowatt per hour sounds like a big number, it represents less than 10% of current USA energy demand. What is your opinion? How much energy will electric vehicles require? Uh, I think that um, the estimation you presented uh, is uh, fully compliant uh, with uh, with basic uh, uh, calculation because uh, as a rule of thumb, uh, the year-round average consumption uh, ranges nowadays from 150 to 200 watt um, hours per kilometer. So. Uh, in uh, thinking to a, a medium annual millage, uh, you arrive to the uh, to an amount of uh, total energy uh, demand that is more or less just one tenth. I'm talking about the global energy consumption of all vehicles mm-hmm. uh, um, circulating in the world that is less than 10% of the uh, USA energy um, uh, power reserve. So you are right. It seems to be reasonable. The problem is not uh, the um, how uh, much energy is required. The problem is where and when Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, uh, this energy uh, is uh, is required. Uh, you have to think that the daily trend of power demand for uh, electric vehicle charging is very different from the energy demand of more consolidated classic load. So in some cases, uh, uh, you can have a very negative impact for the electric grid in terms of congestion and power quality. One of the major points to consider is the lack of charging points. One of the significant concerns for drivers is the fear that electric vehicles won't hold enough charge to reach their destination. Currently, the Netherlands and I think other countries have the the highest density of electric vehicle charging stations and the rest of the world needs to to follow that uh, to support a population of uh, electric vehicles with the significant investment in rapid charge points. There are also been issues with the reliability of public charge points which need to be solved to ensure public confidence. What is the situation? What factors should be considered to improve efficiency and charging time? So, uh, um, actually, Netherlands uh, uh, is the country with the highest number of public installation uh, in Europe and is the third in the world after China and the United States. And Netherlands is the first one in terms of number of charging stations per per habitant. Um, um, Anyway, the situation is uh, uh, evolving very quickly. 
oil and gas and power giants uh, are diversifying uh, their portfolio, investing just in charging uh, um, infrastructure. Just to have an idea, solely in the USA is predicted that this uh, kind of investment uh, will exceed uh, 18 billion of dollars annually by uh, 2030 for equipment, installation, operation and services. Um, in all over the world, the global deployment of EV charging station will increase at a very high compound growth rate, ranging from 25 to uh, 30 percent, leading to more than 60 million units by 2030. Uh, charging time has without that a strong impact on uh, public conf- uh, confidence. It is worth pointing out that the eight hours required to charge a typical electric car are usually acceptable for drivers that have the possibility uh, for charging overnight near home. In all other cases, fast charging station able to, del- um, to deliver to 50, 150, up to 350 kilowatts uh, are actually a good solution. Clearly, fast chargers are expensive to build and to operate, but thanks to the rising number of government policies for electric vehicles and private investments, the tens of millions of electric vehicles that will circulate in 2030 will have no problem in finding an energy station along the road, in my opinion. So it's important to, to align all charging points on data standards, providing electric vehicle drivers with a good experience, no matter where they are. Charge point operators are often too busy focusing on exponential growth to work on data and standards. So what's stopping standardization in the world of electric vehicle charging? What are the challenges, the main challenges for the future? Uh, well, for uh, for an electric uh, vehicle driver, it is essential to use uh, various charging stations, even if the uh, even if the driver is only a customer of one charging point operator. Uh, in a similar manner as cellular phone uh, charging service provider operators are developing roaming agreement that allow final user to find, access, and pay for charging everywhere without additional signups, fees, or markups. Uh, This is the result of the effort of the company alliance, uh, whose aim is exactly to foster the global deployment, the adoption, and the uh, uh, communication protocols uh, and related standards for uh, electric vehicle charging infrastructure. Uh, standardization is uh, uh, also an issue for payment. That is another aspect that is facing with a deep transformation nowadays. For example, uh, the recent regulation which will come uh, into effect in uh, Jan uh, 2023 um, uh, and that has been cleared in Germany requires all future charging points to have a debit or credit card reader. Uh, it's a quite a better regulation, but I think that uh, this decision will be adopted in very uh, near future in other countries too. And this is thanks to the uh, development of unique platform and uh, uh, more or less unique standard. Yeah. So in a world where charging electric cars is a, is a key point in boosting uh, the energy transition, other solutions can uh, can come alongside the electric charging stations. So what are these others? So one one such solution is wireless wireless charging, I guess. What do you think? Um, 
Wireless charging as additional charging technology uh, may mitigate some issues related mm-hmm. to uh, conductive charging. Okay. Anyway, there are other solutions that will accelerate the transition to electric mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, the, modest thing, uh, the, the most interesting uh, is a tight integration of public and domestic charging devices with the power grid. Uh, in this way, for example, um, operators, private operators, or grid operators, can virtually aggregate a certain number of uh, residential charging devices for energy demand, demand coordination and service to the grid. Um, in Italy, we are directly involved with Calbat in the development of the new generation of domestic wall boxes, domestic uh, charging stations, uh, that are wanted by the energy authority. Uh, Wallbox that uh, will allow uh, users to obtain an increase of available power for charging for free and uh, also discount the rates for energy, so to cover from 30 up to 100% of the annual recharge cost. Uh, this is setting the standard for charging station at the residential level for the next years, and um, it is a very interesting market opportunity in accord with uh, a forecast of about 3.3 million of private charging points by 2030 in Italy. And I think this is the kind of initiative that really fosters the development of a greener mobility. Okay. That's great. Thanks a lot, Gregorio. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you, Maurizio. Ciao. Thank you, Thomas and Gregorio. It's a mega trend. N- not saying a giga trend like the Giga Factory from Tesla. It's a really a giga trend, as Thomas said. A lot of brands are moving in this market: BMW, Mercedes, Honda, Nissan, Ford, General Motors, and there are some new players from China and also Tata Motor from India. The powertrain system is really key and uh, around 50% of the cost of an electric vehicle is concentrated on its powertrain. And when we talk about that, we have to talk about uh, battery packs, inverters, onboard charger, controllers and all the components that we have uh, uh, to see that uh, the cost for these uh, technologies has to go down in the next uh, years that we can have much more accessible prices for the cars. Thomas thinks that uh, the car and electric vehicle batteries are really not designed to be recycled for, at the first place. We need some more regulations and forcing the companies to design the batteries to be recycled. In uh, four or five years, we can really see a difference in, uh, in the cabling infrastructure with the new developments in the emerging economies. There is a competition about models and about uh, the performance but also it's about branding and you need a good distribution network and then also you cannot underestimate each local market. Despite the COVID pandemic in 2020, the number of electric vehicles in circulation reached an increase in registration about 40% more than the previous year, according to Gregorio. Gregorio said that the problem is not uh, the how much energy is required. The problem is where and when this energy is required. You have to think that uh, the daily trend of power demand for electric vehicles charging is very different from the energy demand of more consolidated classic loads. In the world, the global deployment of the charging station will increase to more than 60 million units by 2030. Clearly, 
fast chargers are expensive to build and to operate, according to uh, Gregorio. But thanks to, to the rising number of uh, governance policies for electric vehicles and private investments, the million of electric vehicles that will circulate in 2030 will have no problem finding an energy station along uh, the road, according to Gregorio. The most interesting is a tight integration of public and domestic charging devices with the power grid. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this uh, on the podcast page at etimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspencore Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm.